0: 34, Chef Cats, News Radio, WRVA. It is Friday. Congratulations. Self high fives all the way around. All sorts of fascinating information coming out about the relocation. I would call it a deportation from the vineyard to the Cape. And multi-millionaires and billionaires holding a GoFundMe to raise money on the vineyard. Now, what's fascinating to the nth degree is hearing these folks talk about some sort of legal action, prosecution of Texas Governor Greg Abbott, prosecution of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Now, these are the same people who have stood in lockstep with George Soros other leftists in an effort to elect criminal-friendly prosecutors around the country. It's, it's, it's absolute insanity. Uh, Jonathan Emrod is joining us. He happens to be a uh, constitutional law attorney. He knows a thing or two about this assault on individual liberty and the Constitution. He's got a wonderful book out called The Authoritarians, and I wanted to bring him in to this to just give us, uh, give us a little insight. Jonathan, thanks for being here. You bet. Good to be with you. Talk a little bit, if you don't mind, about this effort by George Soros and others on the left to elect prosecutors who just, well, won't prosecute criminals.
1: Well, George Soros is, uh, in my view, a very evil person. He really despises our republic and wants to destroy it. And he's waging war on the criminal justice system across the United States. He spent over $40 million dollars to elect uh, 75 prosecutors who are uh, anti-incarceration prosecutors who believe in eliminating bail and who believe in uh, early release for criminals, including those who have committed violent crimes. And they are largely responsible uh, for uh, the recidivism rates we now see skyrocketing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some 72 million people are in jurisdictions that are controlled by these Soros-backed Prosecutors who won't prosecute, and the effect has been devastating.
0: Now, here's what I can't quite figure out, Jonathan: uh, George Soros hates our nation, yet chooses to live here. Uh, isn't it possible that he would also be uh, the victim of a a violent crime, or a family member might be the victim of a violent crime? Why? Why would anybody want prosecutors who, who favor having criminals running in the streets?
1: Well, if your ideological agenda is one like his, in which he favors authoritarianism worldwide, he's done quite a bit of damage in South America and elsewhere, Uh, and he's replicating that here in the United States, and we're allowing him to do that. He's an enemy of the United States, and he's acting like that by using our own processes against us in order to uh, destroy the nation. So this is a person who is dedicated to... uh, putting authoritarianism in place. He's mm-hmm. delighted by what has happened by the, the, the Biden administration's move to socialism, mm-hmm. and he wants to see more of it. He wants to take away, the primary purpose here is to take away protection for property, liberty, and lives so that he will create chaos, and that will foment, he thinks, revolution, which will overthrow... Uh, business, government, and install authoritarians like himself. That's what the whole game is here.
0: Uh, Jonathan Emrod is joining us, constitutional law attorney, author of a book called The Authoritarians, The Assault on Individual Liberty, the Constitution, and Free Enterprise. Now, you've looked back uh, pretty good ways, and in in this book, Jonathan, you're, you're talking about these efforts. George Soros is not alone, correct?
1: No, not at all. In fact, if you look at his fingers, they're in almost every Democrat pie in the country. He's Mm -hmm. backed Biden. He's backed Pelosi. He backs Newsom. Uh, Virtually anyone who is anyone in the Democrat Party has some connection to Soros through one of his PACs. And he's heavily influencing, heavily, more than the communist Chinese, although they're of the same mindset uh, heavily influencing the Democrat Party uh, in ways that are disastrous, ruinous to this country. Mm-hmm.
0: Democrats would tell you, "Hey, you know, we're we're fighting for the working guy. We're all about little people." And uh, frankly, Jonathan, as as a kid who grew up in the uh, the city of Philadelphia, that's what I was always told. And fr- and at that time, we had Scoop Jackson Democrats. There, our folks carried lunch boxes as opposed to briefcases. But now. The Democrats hate everything we always believed in. It's it's crazy on one level, but it's so terribly frightening on another to see this 180-degree turn.
1: Well, they've sold their souls to the socialists. They have agreed to an agenda that is destructive of free enterprise, that is an enemy to the working class in this country, that favors taxation and redistribution at such a level, and that favors an agenda that will ensure uh... ever rising prices through inflation and uh... gas prices through the roof and you you notice that despite all the disastrous effects of their policies their sympathies go not one iota in the direction of relieving the harm that they're causing because they don't care anymore about the working class they care more about the socialist agenda achieving authoritarian power than they do and overthrowing the Constitution, than they do about the working class in this country. There's no the old Democrat Party that was comprised of many people they call blue dog Democrats yep. who were who were at least publicly uh proclaiming a vision for America that would improve the lives of the working class mm-hmm. that part of the party is gone the only thing left here is overt socialists. they declared their socialism publicly when the leaders of the party nancy pelosi and chuck schumer on february twenty-fifth and twenty-six two thousand twenty announced that if a Democrat socialist, Bernie Sanders, were nominated by the party. They would implement his agenda, his his platform for America, which is grossly socialistic. And so they sold their, their commitment to the socialists at that point. They crossed the Rubicon. And they haven't gone back, of course.
0: So the Democrats, well, the Democrats that I probably grew up with, uh, that I probably identified with, That that is that is long gone. It's dead and buried. Uh, is there hope for us? I mean, is there any way for, for those of us who are just regular folks to stand up against uh, someone like Soros and the apparatus of the, the entire Democrat Party at this point?
1: Yes. I think that any person of conscience who loves this country, who believes in the rule of law, law and order, yeah. and human decency, Mm -hmm. ought to reject this in spades. Blame these people who are responsible for an open border policy that is destroying this country by bringing in fentanyl, terrorists, drug traffickers, sex traffickers, uh, uh, gun traffickers. I mean, crime, MS-13 gangs, 18th Street gangs. They are destroying this country. Yep. No, one con- no one has conscience. A conscience should be willing to condone that by voting for it. Yeah. If, you, if you look at yourself in the mirror and you can say that you're happy about what has happened to you as a result of the Biden administration over the last two years, well, I think you have to be insane. <laughs> but if you're not insane, you should definitely vote against the whole lot of them and try something else. I would hope people would do that. It's the only rational course.
0: Uh, it is rational, and it, uh, it, it, it smacks of uh, common sense and insight, which is what scares me, because I don't know as many people as I used to that uh, employed those tools when uh, making decisions.
1: It's true, and we are at a real pivotal moment in our history, because if we don't save the nation now, I assure you, We will lose it because they are moving so fast and they are destroying so much industry in this country without regard to the consequences that that, continuing that agenda for another four years, Mm -hmm. total ruin.
0: Jonathan Emrod is uh, joining us. And and, and Jonathan, I I apologize. Uh, I, I neglected the Constitution part. Uh, of your book. And I I want you to weigh in on that. I'm over time, so you don't worry about that. But uh, when you look at the assault on the Constitution, does this whole DEI diversity, equity, inclusion thing come into play?
1: It sure does. They, uh, As I explain in my book, and I, I date the rise of this movement all the way to the antebellum South, the ideology. Ironically, the ideology that the Democrats adopt today is a a form of Hegelian socialism that was popular in defense of the institution of slavery in the antebellum South. Mm-hmm. But um this this constitutional assault has been relentless since the progressive era, the the, the first awakening of progressivism in this country in in the eighteen eighties, all the way to the present. I document that full history and what it has done is it has exiled the doctrines in the Constitution and the meaning of provisions in the Constitution that limit federal power and protect our rights, our individual liberty. Yes. And the erosion over time has been disastrous in many areas where we no longer can say that those we elect are responsible for the making of laws in this country two-thirds of the laws of this country are made not by those we elect but the, the but by the unelected heads yeah. of these bureaucratic agencies and they're unaccountable to us they're largely unaccountable to the courts and the american people so i mean it's just a it's an utter disaster we already have an authoritarian yeah. government and if we are to be a free people we have to dismantle the administrative state When Trump attacked the deep state, he was on to the right course because Mm -hmm. uh, our future very much depends. Our future of being a free people very much depends on us restoring the rule of law, the Constitution, the separation of powers. I mean, this this current president, Biden, resorts constantly to unconstitutional mandates. He does it all the time. And the courts have called him out on it again and again but the reality is he won't stop. It's right. notice how unusual this is. Most presidents who've been found to have violated the constitution will discontinue the actions that are associated with it. Here he just continues to promulgate more by, uh, mandates. And uh, to to abuse the power of Congress by having having administrative agencies adopt massively consequential law, new law. Mhm this is unconstitutional the courts have so said so thank goodness but he does it anyway he's he's unrepentant
0: he absolutely is uh jonathan emmerd and i I want to uh get people to get your book now do they go to emord.com to get it amazon what's the best way
1: amazon uh walmart.com target.com There are many ways they can get it. But uh, yes, I think we all need to get an education about the rise of socialism in America because it's really destroying our country.
0: Uh, Counselor, I appreciate you spending time with us. I hope uh, you won't mind. We'll uh, call on you again to join us uh, a couple of weeks, get some updates and a little more insight. My pleasure. Thank you, sir. That is Jonathan Emmerd, and uh, he is a constitutional attorney. Uh, He was talking a little bit about the... uh, The unelected folks making laws, right? Uh, You should know he started his career. He started his career as an attorney uh, in the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission. Now, this was during the uh, time that President Reagan was in office, and it was uh, Jonathan Emmert's desire to protect our First Amendment rights. So he he knows of what he speaks. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, I, I think you ought to check out the book again. It's called The Authoritarians. We'll get it up on uh, uh, social media so you can make it real easy to get that. It is three forty-six. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA.
1: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt, Hi-ya!
0: and even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs>